Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Consciously Blooming. I am your host, Natalie Green, and I'm so happy to have you here today. This week's episode is a continuation of last week's topic, which was Lessons from You Are a Badass, a book by Jen Sincero. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I recommend you listen to that before this week's episode. But before I jump right in, I will begin, as I always do, with what I've been into and what I've been up to. What I've been into, DIY pickled carrots. Now, I know that doesn't sound super tasty, but I like to eat a raw carrot before I eat my lunch every single day. So this is a fun alternative to just eating a plain, boring carrot. So it's super easy to make. You just boil water and vinegar, equal parts of both, and then you add in like two or three tablespoons of honey and some salt, and I added garlic and dill and then chopped up carrots. And then you toss it in the fridge and it's ready to go. And it's super tasty and it's a really great way to start your meal out with some fiber so you're not just mindlessly eating food that you don't need to or that you are actually full. It's a good way to, like I said, just get in some fiber and get in something that is pickled, which you know is good for your gut and good for your health overall. What I've been up to. If you are listening to this episode in real time, I am currently in Chicago on a work trip. So that is what I will be doing this week and visiting some family in Iowa. So I'm very excited to see them and it'll be good to go on another trip, but I have been traveling quite a bit this year, although not complaining. I do enjoy traveling, so it's a blessing to be able to do so. So that's what I'll be up to. Now, picking up where we left off last week, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, like I said earlier, I recommend you give that a listen before this episode. They don't necessarily build off of each other, meaning you won't be lost if you don't listen to the first episode, but more so you get a better picture of some of the many lessons that the book offers as opposed to half of the snapshot that I'm providing. So again, if you don't listen to last week's episode, I'm going over some of the lessons that I learned from the bestseller You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I read the book a few years ago, but as I mentioned, when I'm reading self-improvement books, I like to annotate and take notes while I'm reading and then compile my notes and annotations on a Word doc so that I can easily access them to remind myself of the important lessons I may have forgotten. This is not to say that the lessons weren't impactful enough that I can't remember them. There were just so many great takeaways that I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. So jumping right in, last week we discussed the topic of self-perception and surrender. This week, we will be discussing the topics of decision-making and engaging with the universe. I know I just recently put out an episode on decision-making, but more often than not, we could all use a little reminder or a different way to approach something. Starting with the topic of decision-making, Jen has said, if we don't have a strong connection to the truth, we live in an abundant universe, we are awesome, glorious, and tear-jerkingly lovable, etc., a blazing desire, and an unflinching belief in our own vision before it is manifested, we'll fall prey to our own fears and everyone else's fears that it's not possible and give up instead of course correcting or pushing on through and bringing it to life. As Winston Churchill so aptly explained, success consists of going from failure without loss of enthusiasm. Now, I know that was a long one, but it makes a very important point regarding decision-making and ultimately success. 
We will all make the wrong decision sometimes. We make thousands of decisions each and every day, big and small, like what am I going to eat for breakfast or which college do I want to go to or whether or not to have children. In making all of these decisions, we will ultimately make the wrong decision sometimes, whether that be from decision fatigue, lack of information, or just simply the wrong choice. Regardless, how we respond to the outcome of that bad decision ultimately defines our success or failure in the long run. Let's say you choose to start working with a company and you thought it was going to be your dream job. It was going to check all of your boxes. But lo and behold, a year in, you realize it actually isn't what you thought it was going to be like and you aren't headed in the direction that you want to see your career go in. How you respond to realizing you made the wrong decision can be crucial here. You can wallow in your sadness and start talking to others about how much you hate your job without actually doing anything about it and feel bad for yourself or be frustrated at yourself from accepting this job in the first place. Instead of playing the blame game with yourself and sitting stagnant with your wrong decision, you could start buffing your resume, applying to new jobs putting your name out there that you're looking for a new job and realizing that by taking this job that you found that you didn't like, you have learned more about what you do and don't want out of life. Some of it is simply finding out what you don't want to do when it is hard deciding what you do want to do. That was a long example of accepting the decision that you have made, even if the outcome wasn't what you wanted. You already made the decision, there is no going back to change it, so you might as well learn from your mistake and move on. Now, Jen also provides a step-by-step guide on decision making. Number one, want it bad. Be honest with yourself about what you want to do, not what you should do. At the end of the day, this is your life and your life only. It's not your parents' life, it's not your partner's life, and it's not your friend's life. You get one shot at this thing, so worry more about what you are wanting out of this life when decision-making, not necessarily what you should do or what others are doing. Number two, get good at it. Become good at decision-making. Get quiet. Listen for and feel into the answer and practice acting on your first solid impulse. I think Jen's point here has a lot to do with the mind-gut connection, which is a topic for a later episode. But be in tune with yourself. Listen to your gut instincts. They are correct more often than not. And this takes practice. If you've been ignoring your instincts for a very long time, it's going to take some practice to start hearing them again. Also, studies have shown that in multiple choice tests, our first instinctual answer is more often correct than not. In everyday life, if you have other information available, definitely factor that in. But in situations where you don't, trust yourself and make it a habit. Number three, eliminate the negotiation process. Stop wasting time and move forward. This follows up very nicely on the previous point. At some point, there's no more information to be collected or maybe there is, but you can't spend all of your time collecting all of the available information before making a decision. If you did this for every decision you ever made, you would never get anything done. I am guilty of this. I delay many a decision trying to gather all the facts and information I can for as long as I can before making a decision. This delay can have greater impacts than we realize. And also, time is always of the essence. 
You should wisely gather the information you can, but don't belabor any decision just because you don't have every detail of information. Number four, stick like glue. Tenacity. Be the last person standing. Wear down your obstacles, excuses, and fears. If you fail, try again and again and again. Tenacity goes so much farther than most people realize because most people give up after they fail. Don't be that person. Keep trying until you get it right because it's likely that your competitors will have already given up. Even if you don't have competitors and you're just doing something for yourself, keep trying for yourself. You are worth it and you can do it. Number five, love yourself. At the end of the day, life isn't easy and we all know this. We go through many ups and downs, changing throughout our lives based on decisions we make and based on the decisions of others. It is important to remain true to oneself and love oneself, even if we don't make the right decision. No one is perfect and that's okay. Love yourself through thick and thin and be your own biggest fan. Now I will dive into the topic of engaging with the universe. Touching back on an idea that I mentioned in last week's episode, the universe thinks that you are awesome and wants the best for you. Jen provides some tips on engaging with the universe to help take advantage of all of the well wishes from the universe and all of the wonderful things it is trying to send our way. Number one, give your bad habits the heave ho. Successful people have good habits. Unsuccessful people have losery habits. Think of what behaviors would make the biggest positive changes in your life, maybe even the kinds of changes you can hardly imagine coming true, and set about turning them into habits. How do you form a habit? Decide to. This idea is reflected in many of the Consciously Blooming podcast episodes, like having a morning and night routine. Good habits help to set you up for long-term success. Making something a habit is also beneficial and it frees up your decision-making brain power. You know what you need to do and when, so you don't have to spend the time or energy deciding on whether or not you are going to do something that day, like eating breakfast or going to the gym or even brushing your teeth. Set yourself up for success with good habits. Number two, breathe amongst people. Your connection to source energy is available to you 24-7. Take a moment to breathe deeply, clear your mind, check in with your body, become present in the moment, and connect with source energy. The concept of source energy opens another can of worms, but touching briefly on the concept of connecting with this source energy, try to take a moment to be mindful and be with yourself whether this is a set meditation practice or stopping every hour to take some deep breaths during the workday. Taking a moment to try and connect with our higher selves and the universe overall helps us not only understand ourselves better, but also to remember our connection with all other living beings. Number three, hang high. Who you surround yourself with greatly affects how you see your world and how high you set the bar for yourself. I always talk about how the only thing you can control is your attitude. Adding on to that, the only thing that you can control is who you hang out with and your attitude. Don't surround yourself with negative people who don't have goals or aspirations. 
Granted, no one can be happy 24-7, and I'm not implying that you shouldn't be a good friend when your friends are sad, but don't surround yourself with pessimists. Studies have shown that if your friends are all very overweight, the more time you spend with them, you are more likely to be overweight as well. If the types of people you surround yourself with can even impact your physical state, imagine what they can do to your mental state. Hang out with people on the same frequency as you. Number four, set honest goals. Discipline is a muscle. You have to build it at your own pace. Set honest goals that are just outside your comfort zone and build from there. This point has two very important sides to it. First and foremost, I think it is important to remember not to compare yourself to others and their goals. Going back to the previous note on the people you hang out with, Just because you are only trying to hang out with people on the same wavelength as you doesn't mean that you should be comparing yourself to them. My friend Gina brought this up the other day in a conversation with my friends and I, and she really honed in on the idea that we are all on our own paths and they're all very different. There is no need to compare where you are at to where others are. Just because your progress is slower or different than the progress of others does not mean that you are lagging behind or doing something wrong. That being said, onto the other side of this tip, you need to be setting achievable goals that still push you out of your comfort zone. Challenge yourself. You need to work in order to achieve your ultimate goal, so break it down into smaller goals that will help get you where you want to be. Number five, read your manifesto. Write down your goals and your vision of your ideal life in present tense and be as specific as possible. The more you focus on who you're becoming and the more emotional you get about it, the faster you will become it. This concept really reflects affirmations, vision boards, and manifestation. I won't get into this topic as it is, number one, a very broad topic, but number two, something that I want to make an episode on later in the year. But start viewing your goals as the present moment. You are becoming who you want to be. So try to see yourself as that person now. It's kind of like the idea of fake it till you make it. But instead of faking it, you are becoming it. So you might as well already act like it. Number six, get your body in on it. Get the blood flowing. Eat food that excites you and nourishes you. Get your breathing deeper. Use your mind, body, and soul together to make this thing happen for yourself. There is so much behind what a proper diet and exercise can do for both your mental and physical health. But this point is talking about more than just working out. It is touching on the need to really be all in on your goals in body, mind, and spirit. Number seven, Use your secret weapon. Figure out what makes you feel like you could carry a horse over your head. Music, pictures, clothes, dancing, exercise, etc. And do it as often as possible. You are going for the gold here. You have to stay in the zone. If you aren't happy and maintain a high frequency, the universe isn't going to respond to you. Making yourself miserable isn't going to bring you any closer to your goals any faster. Try to incorporate something you love doing into each and every day. Most of our life is spent on the journey. Don't wait to have fun once you've reached your goal. You can have fun along the way as well. Number eight, love yourself with a kung fu grip. 
This last point is echoed throughout the entirety of the book, and I think it is, of course, so important. We all need to be gentler with ourselves, we need to appreciate ourselves, and we need to love ourselves. Now, that encapsulates many of the most striking points and just really beneficial lessons that I took from the book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I have linked it both on this week's episode and last week's episode. I don't get any money from it. No one's paying me. But just in case you were interested in reading the book yourself, I have linked it for your easy access. It's available on Amazon. Now I will end this week's episode with a quote from Jen Sincero, of course. And she says, Take care of yourself as if you're the most awesome person you've ever met. Now with that, I will end this week's episode. Please feel free to like, share, leave a review, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Keep consciously blooming into your best self.